y'all and welcome back to sweet light the podcast i am so excited for season two to come to you at this very moment in time okay this is a premiere episode yes me holly dyer i'm back i'm your host i'm back continuing the growth journey with new ways to improve my life and hopefully yours as well We are doubling it up this season. Last season, we had six episodes. This season, we are doing 12. If you can do the math, stick with me, okay? And in this season, I am giving you range, okay? I'm gonna be talking about a whole host of topics and terms that I want us to delve into and ask really deep questions about them and what they mean for us. So, you know what? Let me stop talking and let's actually get into the episode. Enjoy the first episode of season two, y'all. Let's get into it. So, this episode, we're going to be discussing the term guilty pleasure. And I have a caveat before we get into this. And I just want to say I fucking hate this term. I really think after the year that we have had, who y'all I'm getting heated. After the year that we have had though, why do we have to have guilty pleasures? It's literally just pleasure. It's not with guilt attached. Okay. But you know what? Let me take a step back. Let me take some deep breaths here and we're going to get into it. I want to explore it more because it's something that I see that's really, I don't know why it's just like popping up a lot in my life. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to feel guilt over what I am entertained by, right? So you might be asking yourself, what is a guilty pleasure? And the definition is in the name pleasure. It's something you draw enjoyment from. Maybe you're entertained by it. And then it's got that guilt, that shame attached to it. Now, I did some Googling, Google definitions. I love them. I hope you know I love them. I will (laughs) use them all the time. Um, So you just type it into Google search bar. I'm not explaining Google to you. Let me not explain the internet to you. But the definition that came up, uh, the first one that came up, is that a guilty pleasure is an activity or piece of media, i.e. TV, movie, book that someone enjoys but would be embarrassed by if other people found out about it so you enjoy it and then it's after the fact uh oh you're gonna be embarrassed by it once other people know you enjoy that thing that movie or that tv show or that genre of book i'm thinking romance novels in my head right now so it's joy right? That's where the pleasure comes in. So it's joy tied with shame, i.e. guilt. Um, And those two things are warring with each other. Like they don't, they don't work together. They're in conflict. So it's, it's confusing for those of us who are like, well, no, I just, I really, I liked this thing. And then society and the world is like, well, you must be embarrassed by that. Bitch, why? But why though? And I will freely admit, I am one of those confused people that don't get why it has to have guilty 
with it um, in conjunction with it. So I did a bit more research and I found this New York Times article from 2019 titled Guilty Pleasures? Question mark. No such thing by Michaela Marini Higgs. And she cited Sammy Schock, which is a professor uh, at University of Wisconsin-Madison that said something that really hit a chord with me. And what she said was this, in quotations, liking it says something negative about us, end quotations. Liking it says something negative about us. Whoa, I, there's something about that that I was just like, yes, it does. And why? Why does it have to? It really hits the nail on the head. Our society right now is so obsessed with identity, right? And the idea that whatever you do has to mean something or has to be indicative of you as a person. And so when you like things that society or the general public or just like media at large has deemed trashy, frivolous, not for intellectuals or smart people. Because we are now defined by our interests, because what we like is now saying something about us, whether positively or negatively, depending on the thing that we like, you can make the argument that you are now seen as a frivolous or less smart version of yourself. And this is not to say that we necessarily change that because, you know, people's perspective of you are going to change based on your interactions with them or your actions or, yeah, your likes and dislikes. Um, but it's something about it's not like we're like burned at the stake. It's not that anyone who likes Bravo, <laughs> i.e. me, I, I fucking love Bravo. Real Housewives, the Real Housewives franchise is some of the best TV. I will fight you on this. I can argue with anyone. Let me not even let me not even get started. But I'm just telling you, like it really is. It's, it speaks so much to our culture. It's so interesting to watch. It, I just derive so much enjoyment and entertainment from it. But it's the, this like trickle. Let me get back to what I was saying. So it's like this trickle down effect. No, no one's knocking on my door and being like, you're a Bravo lover. Ew, disgusting. Like throwing stones at me or whatever. But it's this trickle down effect of people perceiving you as frivolous or trashy or being like, oh, well, <laughs> she reads trashy romance books and uh bodice rippers and you know she is really into the kardashians oh gross like <laughs> she's kind of stupid these are conversations that i've literally heard people have maybe not the bodice rippers one but like take the kardashians yes i think we can all agree that it is trashy tv it's reality tv but <laughs> i have done this too where i'm like oh someone still watches that show oh and you kind of give them the side eye and you know they know that you're judging them but they don't really do anything about it i don't know i just find it really sort of sad that it's like these micro things that we do to other people just because of the things that they like and it's not even like literally pleasure it's deriving joy from something it's why are we 
in a way punishing people. And it's not like, oh, we're physically punishing you, but words have so much power in them, right? We know this, words have so much power. Whenever I say words have power, it immediately pops into my head that thing that our parents taught us. It's like, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm always like, honestly, words are <laughs> what have hurt me the most in my life. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't understand like child Holly is like, yeah. Mm -mm. And then adult Holly is like, actually, words can really fuck you up actually the interactions you have and the relationships we have with other people that are built on words and conversations can really mess with you um anyway i do think there's something to be said about that punishment aspect and that brings me to another point that i want to talk about which is another reason why i actually really don't like the term guilty pleasure. Um, and that is the idea of who guilty pleasures are for and what gets to be deemed as just pleasure. And I find this really interesting. So here's common guilty pleasure things. We've already talked about reality TV, romance novels. We can add rom-coms or really any romance movie celebrity gossip sites or tv shows like e-news or um extra extra or access hollywood fashion magazines i think just like fashion maybe in general baked goods chocolate so those are just few of the most common things that we deem as guilty pleasures. And as I was reading them, did you see a common thread? Did you hear a common thread with them? Well, let me tell you what that common thread is. It's that women are the majority of the consumers of those things that we have deemed as guilty pleasures. They are the majority of the watchers of reality TV or the readers of romance novels. I think this says something about our culture and our society. And you know what? It speaks to the misogyny, whether internalized or not, of our culture. Now, misogyny in the most basic of terms is the hatred of women and slash or girls. There's very fancy definitions out there for you. But that's basically what it is. And this holds so much weight with guilty pleasure because I think about, okay, who is pleasure with no strings attached for? Because it's not for the people that like any of the things that we were just talking about. Our society is so gung-ho in its misogyny that even pleasure for women and girls in a, is a punishment. And so we must feel guilty for that. We must feel pain and shame and embarrassment and get some type of humiliation because we derived joy from this thing that's not life altering, 
but we still derived joy from it. It really makes me think about who was pleasure with no strings attached for, you know, things that the majority, and I understand I'm speaking in generalizations right now, y'all, okay? Things that have their audience be majority men, like sports is one that comes top of mind. Sports and action movies. And those are never seen as guilty pleasures. And the reason that we can see why is because we're not talking about them like we talk about guilty pleasures. And also look at all the money behind them. I mean, freaking football, the NFL, the Super Bowl, it's a game, it's a football game. And there's millions upon millions of advertising money and all these viewerships and you know, celebrities wanna be a part of it. You don't get that. There's nothing that's, that's like supporting any of the things that we just talked about, any of the things that we have deemed guilty pleasures, there is no support like that. And so society is showing us very clearly who should be shamed in their pleasure seeking and who should be praised, i.e. getting money, i.e. supported in their pleasure seeking. I mean, there's even like fantasy football leagues. It has fantasy in the name and there's shows on it. My sister is obsessed with one show. I have no idea what it's called. It's supposed to be a comedy about it. I don't know. I don't know what the show is called. <laughs> I just threw that out there. Whoops, sorry, Allie. <laughs> Let me just tell you all of her secrets right now. But no, on a serious note, I don't have all the answers but I do know I don't want to then start calling these things guilty pleasures. I just want it out of our lexicon. I just want for things that I derive enjoyment from and things that their consumers are mostly women, you know, I want them to stop being deemed guilty pleasures because there's no guilt in it. It's just a pleasure. And I know there's more work that we can be doing on this, but I really think it's going to be a communal effort to get that communal effect. Ooh, I like that. That should be on a shirt. Communal effort for communal effect. Okay. Um, join me next season when I make t-shirts for the show. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever do that. T-shirts are, as I'm wearing a t-shirt right now, I'm about to say t-shirts aren't my thing. Um, no comment. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay, but really, I think... This is a side effect of the society in which we live and it's not going to come and it's not going to come to an end until we fix a lot of other things, but it is something to think about and it's something to think about in our everyday because a lot of it can be internalized and you don't even realize why am I speaking this way? Like I've said, I've called reality TV trashy during this podcast and I told myself before recording, watch how you talk about it but yet I still did it. So there's still work to be done within ourselves. But that's just something moving forward to think about and try to be more aware of like, why am I using such negative terms to describe something that I actually enjoy and I like? What's, what's up with that? What's up with that? That article that I referenced way back when we started this podcast, like 15 minutes ago, um, 
from the New York Times also talked about, oh, well, you need to keep the this in moderation and like guilty pleasures should only be in moderation. And I just want to tell you, fuck that. Fuck that. The world in which we live is changing so much after this year. Like if you can find pleasure in something, go ahead and do it. Take it. I don't care. I, I I find it really interesting that the older I get, the more I'm like, my life doesn't need to mirror other people's lives. And so I'm not going to put that onto them. And I'm also not going to put that onto myself. Do what makes you happy and brings you joy. If it's in moderation, okay, good. If it's not in moderation, okay, good. I mean, as long as you're not hurting anyone, and that includes you yourself, what's the problem? Speaking of Bravo, there's a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills whose tagline, I think last season or the season before, was, I believe in excess of everything except moderation, and I freaking love it. Dorit Kemsley, everyone. But it's true. Like, just do, do your life. Do you. That doesn't mean that I can't be doing me and I'm not going to enforce like, oh, you it has to be in moderation. Nah, I reject that sentiment. This podcast, y'all, I feel like we've talked about a lot, but I want to end it on a somewhat happier note and talk about what does it mean to claim pleasure and what that looks like. Because we are taking the shame out of it. There's no longer guilty pleasure. It's just pleasure. And I don't think we are going to be able to completely change how we view pleasure right away. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. Or how we talk about it. And how we talk about it with others and how we talk about it with ourselves. Um, so I wanted to do some affirmations here with you and I'm going to speak them slowly and give a pause so that you can repeat if you would like. So maybe at this juncture, you can go ahead and close your eyes. And these are just some affirmations around pleasure that I want us to take into our lives. So let's begin. I am deserving of pleasure. I seek pleasure and joy in my daily life. I am grateful for things that I derive joy and entertainment from. What I like does not define me. I love my life. And that should always be an affirmation. I love my life. Thoughts become things, y'all. And on another note, I want you to go out into the world, live your life, and just be conscious of the negative things that you say about what you enjoy and what gives you joy. Because this world 
especially right now, is harsh. It is. I'm not trying to be bleak. Like, it, it just, that is the world. And if we can find comfort and we can find joy and we can find pleasure and happiness in little things, let's take them. Let's do them. Let's love them. Let's not disparage them and say mean things about them. Because yes, like it's not an entity, but I feel like it does something to us when we talk bad about what we like. It makes room for negative things. And there's already so much negative things out there. Let's have positive things in ourselves and things that we can control. I'm going to end it here. This is sort of a short episode, but just know there's so much good things coming your way and my way. And I feel like this was such an important episode to do. That's why it's the premiere. And of course, let's talk about pleasure in February. Hello, the month of love. It's very apropos. It's also Black History Month. I love Black people. That should be an affirmation too. Black people are deserving of joy. Yes, yes, yes. Always affirming. Anyway, y'all, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it brought out questions for you and opinions, because that's what I want out of this. Please join me next week for a brand new episode. I can't wait to share it with you. It's a good one. I'm so happy that you are listening to this and taking it in. And I want you to live a fulfilled and joyful life. Until next time, this is Holly out.